Hello and welcome to Direct Relief News. I'm your host, Amarika Raffanelli. On this episode of the podcast, depression and chronic disease are often associated, but can one cause the other? We look at what depression does to the body and whether poor mental health alone can induce chronic disease. While mental health and chronic disease are closely connected, scientists are still figuring out precisely how. But one thing is clear. The more trauma a person experiences, the higher likelihood they will acquire or experience significant chronic health conditions. Jeffrey Landers Nolan is a licensed professional counselor at Center Volunteers in Medicine, or CVIM, in central Pennsylvania. He specializes in interpersonal trauma, including domestic and sexual violence. So in in your patients that have experienced trauma and are going through depression, anxiety, do you see high rates of chronic disease? For sure, yeah. And, and uh, trauma especially, the link between traumatic experiences and chronic disease, it, it should be extremely well known. Landers Nolan is part of CVIM's effort to incorporate mental health services into their chronic disease care. The physiological, physical impacts from experiencing depression and experiencing lots of other impacts post-trauma can lead to serious health consequences down the line. They end up uh, kind of multiplying each other. The correlation between the two is often chalked up to behavior. When someone is depressed or anxious, they may stop exercising or eating less healthy. Conversely, if someone has a chronic condition, they may experience negative thoughts or worries that can lead to anxiety or depression. But what if there's more than behavior at work? Can chronic disease induce depression? Can depression cause disease? I put the question to Dr. Alan Kim Johnson, a professor of health psychology at the University of Iowa. So we're recording. Cool. Okay. I'll start here too. He says inflammation is the common denominator. Inflammation can, can change the way, essentially, that our, our nervous system works. When the body is stressed, inflammatory chemicals are sent to both the body and the brain. So our, our interest was to develop an animal model that, that would see if we saw signs of depression in the animal, uh, if we manipulated the, the heart. In other words, we can, we can experimentally induce heart failure, in other words, heart disease, and, and study the animal in terms of their cha- behavioral changes that would be indicative of depression. Now, that's not to say that, that rats show all the kind of, this is what we studied in the rat, uh, that rats show all the kinds of signs and symptoms that are necessary to meet the criteria for major depression. But one of the things that, that uh, is, is uh, able to be quantified in animal research is something called the hedonic state. In other words, how the animal uh, responds to pleasurable situations like a sweet solution or rewarding brain stimulation. And you put an electrode in particular areas and 
they'll respond for positive reward. And so now we have to assume that, you know, poor little guy, we've given him a heart failure. We, we don't think that he knows much about his immortality being compromised. So what we found was that indeed, with heart failure, the, the animals show uh, anhedonia. In other words, that means a, a failure to experience pleasure to something normal, at least experience normal pleasure. And th just to look, though, at the other, other side of this, we asked the question, well, if we induce psychological depression okay, in, in animals, do we see signs of, of, of heart disease, of cardiovascular disease? And we can do that. There's, uh, there are a lot of models. and, and uh, There's an experimental model where very, very minor kind of little annoyances are presented to the animal. For example, you put an animal in an environment for a, a few hours and flash a strobe light. Or you uh, present uh, randomly uh, what's called white noise. Uh, or you uh, deprive an animal for a short period of time of water and then give back an empty drinking tube for, say, an hour. To, it's frustration. These are, these are things we think that are probably comparable to being stuck in, in, in traffic in the morning, in your morning commute, that sort of thing. So nothing is ever, nothing severe at all. I mean, nothing that would create tissue damage. When we do that, it takes about four weeks for the animals to become significantly anhedonic. Okay? In other words, we test them once a week uh, for their intake of sugar. Okay? And we see that decline over time as compared to control animals. And then uh, when, we, when we look to see you know, if this has any effect on their cardiac function, we find that the animals are more susceptible to cardiac arrhythmias. In other words, that would be a, a, a sign or, uh, of, uh, of heart malfunction. And so it works both ways. Why were, those, why were the rats more susceptible to cardiac malfunction? What was the mechanism? Well, we can at this point we never we never pursued that further. But the likelihood is is that one of the one of the things that that occurs because of stress. Okay, in other words, major stress, minor stress, whatever, is is activation of our sympathetic nervous system. If you had psych one, you probably heard about the fight flight response. Right? Okay. So, you know, the, cardi the sympathetic nervous system controls our heart rate. Okay. Uh, sympathetic activation increases the, the rate that the heart beats. It increases the activity to, to, to blood vessels that, whose diameter is important for controlling blood pressure. So, you know, even though these animals may not have manifested, for example, hypertension, after they had many, many repeated uh, exposures to these minor, trivial little stressors, they they could have had uh, changes in in the physiology of the blood vessels or of of the heart tissue itself. While chronic disease and mental health are interconnected, they're often treated separately. Primary care physicians prescribe chronic disease medication, while psychiatrists prescribe antidepressants. But if the two are linked, integrating treatment could be an effective route. 
To better understand the debate, I spoke with Timothy Durstein, a psychiatrist at Center Volunteers in Medicine. I will have you give an introduction. So your full name to get pronunciation and then your, you know, what you do, your title. Um, Timothy Durstein, and I'm a adult and addiction psychiatrist. Many of his patients also have a chronic condition. Diabetes and hypertension are common. So have you seen evidence in your patients improving their mental health and then improving their chronic condition? Um, Yeah, it really goes both ways. Um, One of the things that I'm often doing in my practice is identifying people. Uh, So part of what I do with everybody is I take a a comprehensive medical history, uh, just as your primary care doctor would do. And often things come up like, you know, uh, things like high blood pressure or, or elevated blood sugar that are not being currently managed. And so I'm, I'm helping people find, you know, primary care clinicians quite often. Um, and so just like primary care folks want us to see, you know, their patients who are not responding well for a variety of reasons because of uh, drug or alcohol or mental health issues. You know, the flip side is also true. I see people who may have an abnormal thyroid function or other kinds of um, hormonal uh, dysfunction. And and so referring them for assessment is, is very common. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm curious if you believe that, how do I ask this? I, it, it, it's like, I don't know how much you, you personally have studied or know about what a chronic condition like hypertension or diabetes does to the brain. Is that something yeah, so I mean, that's certainly part of our basic uh, medical training. But if we think about uh, hypertension and diabetes, um, you know, just in the past, I would say three weeks, I've had multiple patients who have been seeing me for, you know, months or years um, for a variety of different things and have had difficulty with their cognition. And um, in, in these cases that I'm thinking about, it was either high blood pressure or diabetes that hadn't been adequately controlled that caused, um, you know, both of those conditions call, cause vessel disease. And in the brain, um, we need good blood flow. And uh, when there's small vessel disease, for example, from uh, inadequately treated high blood pressure or mini strokes or things like that, that directly affects cognition. Durstein says if treatment were integrated, many of these conditions could be prevented. People are, you know, one person. And um, in our culture, we really split people apart. Um, And there's the, you know, there's the uh, drug and alcohol side, there's a mental health side, there's cardiology and uh, primary care, and, and we split people apart. In Pennsylvania, our, the way we uh, deal with privacy around drug and alcohol is uh, 
results in us being uh, split apart. So at one clinic that I work at, um, I can't have access to the drug and alcohol records because of privacy issues. And so I'm trying to treat a patient from a medical and a psychiatric standpoint. And I, I don't have access to the, the drug and alcohol notes and, and pictures uh, side of the picture um, when, you know, in some cases I'm doing kind of both sides of, of the coin. And so um, we're one person, you know, whether, whether we have, you know, the psychiatric side, so to speak, or the drug and alcohol side or the medical side, uh, I think we really need to be working on integration because and communication across those different domains, because often, you know, one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing. And the person who's in the middle ends up suffering for lack of uh, coordination and communication around them. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find Direct Relief News on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, I'm Amarika Raffanelli.